It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only Survivor podcast. Don't even ask about another one. My name is Jake Scheidel. Each week I ask my best friend Thomas Powell if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how's it going on this Survivor Sunday? Uh, it's good. I think it's a little restrictive to tell our viewers that they can't ask about any other ones. Well, I'm just like, save your breath, you know? They, they're allowed, they're welcome to do it, <laughs> Look, but people, they, they, people are going to be the, selling oxygen They're going to get soon. the same answer. They're going to get the same answer, and that's that there's just this one. It's just this one, so don't even, don't even bother. Don't waste no, your time. Bo- don't do waste your bother. Breath. Do even bother. Don't bother. Don't bother, because you're not going to find anything. There's other websites you can check out. Homestarrunner.com. This is a weirdly defensive stance. What? Why? It's a weirdly defensive stance to take. I don't know why I would be defensive about this. There's no other Survivor podcast, and everybody should listen to this one. And I don't know why Reddit is always downvoting my promotional tweets. <laughs> They're like, this isn't what the website's for. Low effort. You're downvoted. You're out of here. Get out of here. This is our Reddit website. Reddit is very opposed to the idea of anyone having a Survivor podcast, and so they are attempting to destroy <laughs> us. That's why there's no others because Reddit downvotes them into yeah yeah uh, that's true and we don't like it we're good we're good that's what I wrote on the last one I said this is a good podcast we're just we're trying good. to have fun and I still got downvotes for whatever reason I don't know even after you told them that we're good it's they said ridiculous. we're good and then I posted a, a, a clip about. Uh, oh, our celebrity impersonators season idea? Fucking Which great. Which is an incredible idea. It's a good idea, and it's a fun idea. Downvotes. Just imagining all of the Jeffs at Tribal Council, instead of answering any questions, just all attempting to tee each other up to answer <laughs> questions. Yeah. Anytime the real Jeff asks them a question, they, they turn it around and ask him the question. Yeah, yeah they're like... And isn't that indicative of what, like, what this season has been all about? Why do you think it would be indicative of what the season's all about, <laughs> yeah. Jeff? Man. Survivor 42, 20 Jeffs. Do you think it would be funnier if they were Jeffs. all... 21 Jeffs. Uh, <laughs> do, don't you think that it would be... like? Do you think it would be funnier for all of them to be like really good impersonators or for all of them to be like Eric Andre show style like hmm. very bad impersonators. That's a really good question. Um I think one tribe of very good impersonators and one tribe of very bad impersonators. That's, that's a great but, synthesis but of those two ideas. Here here's here's where it really kicks into gear. One world twist, they're all on the same beach, but here we're going to kick it into the next year too. We don't tell them who's on the good impersonators tribe and who's on the bad impersonators tribe. Ooh. That's something they got to figure out for themselves. And it's like, am I a good Jeff Probst impersonator? And it's like, it's really all about like looking inward. And also there's Exile Island. So there's more time for people to look <laughs> inward. You know, that's what Exile <laughs> Island's all about. Exile Island, they're, they're, they do, they should do a uh, Island of the Idols style thing. I'm sorry, I'm where familiar just, with that season. Island, sorry, Island of the Islands, Thank where you. there is just two other Jeff Probst impersonators there, and they just give you advice about doing an impression of Jeff. And there's two, like, 50-foot high Jeff Probst statues. There's two big Jeff Probst statues. (laughs) Why does Reddit downvote us? This is such a good idea. This is a terrific idea. I don't understand why they're so hostile to it. You know what? I'm going to start promoting this this show on bad survivors' ideas. We should, if if we ever do another simulated season, we should do a season of all Jeff Probst. 
That's a great idea. I can't wait to see it. Uh, like, let's just get 20 guys in blue hats and film the whole thing and put it on YouTube.com. Yeah, you, you just make a bunch of entries that are like, Jeff Jeff 1, Jeff 2, <laughs> Jeff 3. It'll be like that episode of Gravity Falls where they all have a different number on their hat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it'll go just as well. <laughs> it'll all to, be, to get Jeff to kiss a girl. Uh, man, sometimes it's hard, you know? Sometimes... Sometimes it's hard for Jeff Probst. Uh, season 42, 21 Jeff Probst. Oh, like you caught 42. 21 Jeff Probst Street. <laughs> uh, but we we're, we're going to have to wait a few months for that one because we are still on Some Viver 41. Thomas, did you watch Some Viver 41 last night? Jake, I certainly did. And can you also say how good I did in that transition? great thank you this week's episode uh, i would say a plus as always but yeah. uh, that would be a lie well you know sometimes it's okay to lie to your friends <laughs> sometimes it's okay to just boost them up and say yeah you did I'm really not, good keep i'm keep not trying. trying to spare anybody's feelings okay oh, I'm, I'm, no you're gonna tell me that i'm not a fake person i got i'm real 24 7 i didn't come here to make friends came yeah, here to be real which is why i don't have any <laughs> This week's episode was called The Strategist or The Loyalist. What do you think of that episode title? I think it's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. It's a lot better than They Hate Me Because They Ain't Me. So. Yeah. I mean, I ain't Sydney and I do kind of hate Sydney, so <laughs> it, makes, it makes sense. Well, I can't argue with that logic. Australia's not even taking Americans anymore because of COVID, you know? So it's fine. It's rough. I don't even get to go... To the opera house that looks like a delicious cookie. <laughs> that's why, uh, or like, or like, or like a, a delicious pasta. Yeah, that's why the 2000 Olympics was my favorite one because they kept showing us the Sydney Opera House and I was like, "Yummy, yummy! I'm Cookie yeah. Monster." <laughs> yeah, your mouth started watering. <laughs> yeah, salivating, couldn't even deal with it. I'm still drooling over that cookie, that imaginary cookie, you know. <laughs> This got gross. Uh, Jeannie is happy that she trusted her instincts, uh, and she feels very solid with Shannon Ricard. Isn't that nice? Wasn't that nice? I to don't see? understand. This was inscrutable to me that you are in. You are there with th two other people. That's all that's left of your tribe. You, by definition, have to be on the bottom, and you're like, I think I'm in great with everyone. Yeah, like they have to vote one of it. I, I don't understand that at all. Jeannie is not a strategic player. Jeannie is just a chilled person who, like, is it's there a to shame. chill. I, I wish that Jeannie had more, a little more strategic thinking because I really enjoy watching her play. And I think she ended up, I, I, I was saying to, to someone about this, I, I wish that Jeannie and Brad had been on different tribes. I think mm. that they were both on the one tribe where they were going to get voted out. What tribe do you think they would have fit better on? I think Jeannie would have fit very, very well on uh, uh, oh, Luvu. I still can't remember any of these tribe names. Thomas, Luvu is Bluvu because they're blue. That's easy yeah, to you're remember. Right. Yasa, Yasa is yellow. Sorry, Yasa. Yeah, I think she would fit really well on Yasa. And then there's the and third I think, one. I think, that Brad would have, I think that Brad would have fit very well on Bluvu. Uwa, they're called, they're the green tribe because Uwa, like the bloodline and Roman Reigns, and they all go, Uwa. Yeah. And yeah, they have a lot of, of money, so that's why they're green. Head of the table. Uh, yeah. Genie. But I, I just, hmm? 
I, I, I was going to say, I also don't... I was talking about this earlier with some fellow Survivor heads, and I don't understand... Like, I, I, I sort of get going after Brad earlier when he reveals he has those idols to you because you could neutralize them. But also, it seems like the one person that Shan and Ricard have each stake their game around is also a like type A person, and I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense to me. They've both voted off any of the people that you could have as a supporting member of an alliance because Brad would have been like a loyal player to have, and same with Genie. And instead... They're just hitched to another person who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. The Uwa tribe was uh, just victim for Shannon Ricard, honestly. Like, yeah, they just took it's them a thing where so easily. They, the only way it was going to work is if they had not lost all of the challenges because, yeah, I, I, all of the like regular players that you would maybe want to take to the end with you, they just voted them out. Uh, remember when we thought it was going to be Yasa who lost all of the people, and then it was going to be like, who's get, who's it going to come down to on Yasa? And then we haven't Thankfully, seen them since. Literally all it took was Yasa winning one challenge because Xander would have been out, and then it would have snowballed worse for them. Yeah. But because they didn't have the opportunity to vote Xander out... They've been fine. The core four. Uh, Jeannie goes looking for the beware idol and then finds it and tells Shan and Ricard about it. Why did she do this? Why? Speaking of strategic, like, you are on the bottom. Yeah. Shan instructs them to leave the idol and not open it. But she actually wants to open it. And also, why would she? <laughs> every single successive decision, it's like, if you want to tell them about it, don't let them tell you what to do with it. Yeah. I did not understand this. It, I, I don't understand why anyone would open the Beware Idol at, at this point, knowing Honestly, what it does. Other, other than, I think the one strategic decision that anyone did on Ua that made any sense the entire episode was Ricard saying to Genie after they had opened it, and this was a good way to cover up uh, their, their tracks, was to go, Hey, we should just like say the thing anyway, just to see whether they have it or not. I can't believe then we can open it later. I can't believe she fell for that. I actually I can because if they didn't open it, that would still be a smart thing to do. Because the the whole thing with it is you don't want to open it if nobody else has found those idols, because then you're stuck voteless until the merge. But if you know that the other two people have found it, then then you can open it knowing that you'll be able to use it next time. Right. But how would that work? Because if if they say it, that does that's not gonna activate Nasir and Xander's idols if they don't actually if they hadn't actually opened it, right? Like doesn't it have what to be you, you open the idol and then you say the phrase well, no, and then well, what I'm saying what I'm saying is the thing that they were worried about and correctly so was they don't know if the the third one had been found. Right. Because Nasir just found it. Right. So you don't want to open it until you know that you can activate it because you're stuck without a vote until then. So if they hadn't already opened it the smart thing to do would be to coax the other two people into saying the thing. Yeah, but then you'll know, and then the next time out, you can just open it and say it. <sighs> These idols, man, they're they're just, it's too much. 
regardless, I, again, I, I don't know that it would have been the best strategic decision of all time, but there is a logic to it. Like, I, yes, I understand if, why. If I just... you believed that they hadn't opened it, if you trusted them to not open it, it doesn't necessarily mean... It, it wouldn't necessarily immediately tip you off that they were... It, it's something that someone could propose to you in good faith. I'm just not sure how it would work mechanically within the game. That's what I'm confused about. I guess it doesn't the way matter. That it, but... The way that it would work mechanically is... It wouldn't activate because you don't actually have it. Although, I guess the the, the problem with it, it... I guess you would say that you remembered what Brad said. Yeah, but then, like, if Yasog ends up going to Tribal... Does that mean Xander's thing is activated? Because they did say the phrase, even though they haven't opened the idol yet. No, Xander's would not be activated because but all three have to be that? opened. So Jeff is just the, like, oh, actually, it doesn't count yet. I think production. W- I think production would tell them. Uh, I think they would sure. be like, yeah, this isn't actually activated. Sometimes I forget production can step in. It would be either that or they would think that they were idols. And actually, that would be a very interesting way to cause chaos. Is mm-hmm. if the other two people thought it had been activated. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess uh, we're going to have to wait for Survivor 4221 Jeff Probst uh, to see if that works out, because all of these idols are actually activated. Um, Sydney catches some fish over on Blue Vu. Danny is nervous that the women are going to take over. How do you feel about uh, your your guy Danny being a men's rights activist? <laughs> That's not... He's right to be concerned mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. He's men's right because to be it's... concerned. Yeah, he is, yeah. Uh, father's rights. He's trying yeah. to prevent them all from going to family court. Yeah, um, good for him. No, I, I think I think that's very perceptive of him to look at the other tribes and go like, hey, there's... there, And it's not just like... I think it's... People do get a little too afraid of the Women's Alliance, but when your numbers are that disproportionate, it's a good hunch to have, and he's right, because that's what Yasa's trying to do. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Nasir tells them he doesn't want to throw the challenge because uh, Nasir is a good dude. Nasir, fucking. I I don't dude. think throwing a challenge is necessarily a bad idea for them, just because I think that they should probably get Erica out as soon as they can. Who's Erica? But Erica. Oh, Erica! No, don't take Erica out. She. I mean, like they 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 figured out her whole game. No, but point, I need like. her for points for me. I understand. Uh, not for long. But uh, well, we'll see. But the um, isn't the merge next week? I think they literally mm. said that in the promos. Well, he's, uh, Jeff Probst actually said not exactly. So, oh, are they doing the thing that? Are they going to do the one world thing? Um, hopefully, I think the one world twist is the greatest thing they've ever come up with, uh, and I'm upset that it hasn't come back. Well, it failed very badly last time, didn't it? Well, it was just a bad season overall, but yeah, uh, I don't think it was... I don't think the two tribes being on one beach was the reason the season was bad. I do think it's probably better to do that mid-season as opposed to at the start. Yeah, switch up the format halfway through like another show called The Challenge. Spies, Lies, and Allies. All three. Uh, over on Yasa, Evie makes Xander think that He's their number one, uh, but it's actually all the women together. Uh, but Tiff- this was so funny that this backfired because Tiffany's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany is quickly becoming a favorite. Uh, Tiffany does not trust Evie. Liana looks through Xander's bag and finds the extra vote and the Beware Idol. And then Xander tells Tiffany that he found the idol that day 
even though he'd already said the phrase. This was a great catching a child in a lie thing. And it sucks because, like, I think... I don't know. I, I don't particularly like Tiffany as a player. This was a good moment for her. But I think I think their insistence on doing an all-women's alliance makes no sense to me. Like, she is a liability. Mm, and Lord. Yeah, I think that... If they vote out Xander, they're going to be in a really tough spot, especially if they don't merge next week. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, core four, they're, they're, they're winning. They're doing good. So, I mean, maybe they don't have to worry about it. Uh, I, I really liked when Xander said <laughs> that Tiffany works with juvenile delinquents, so it's her job to forgive them. <laughs> Come on, dude. You have to forgive me. I'm young. It's in the Constitution. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this immunity challenge. They uh, do the dumb phrases, and Nasir says the third phrase. Finally, some payoff for this fucking dumb phrase thing. It's so funny how bad and for i love i love this so much i'm kind of sad that we won't get to have see someone just humiliate themselves again doing this i love so much that they because like i think this is gonna make the the idol hunting as a strategy had gotten so out of hand and the idols were being so overused that i really like the idea that like if you want to win that way you must debase yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in order to do it absolutely i i think that people find this uh dumb phrase thing kind of controversial but i think i'm a big fan of it it's, it's so funny it's great it makes for great television and it makes it there should be an inherent risk in in looking for and using idols mm-hmm. like i think that that is a better way to play because it's too easy to play with otherwise and we haven't seen any idol plays a third of the way through the season that's great. That's great. It's all been straight votes. But, I mean, other than like the lost votes every once in a while, but like that's that's good. I like idle play should be a big deal. Like there there should be a big lead up to it, and this forces that. I think I think the dumb phrases is a good twist. Yes, I agree. I think I like this season a lot, and I think that this is one of the best parts of the season. Yeah. Uh, so they have to collect some sandbags and then knock off the targets. The winners receive tarps. What did you think of this challenge? Uh, you know, it was it was a challenge. <laughs> was a challenge. I didn't really have strong feelings about it. Yeah, I I like the knocking shit off the shit thing. That's always That's good. good. It was it was to see. like every relay challenge they have, where like one of the legs of it was cool and the rest of it was just whatever. Yeah, uh, my son Xander won first place for yes. Uh, uh, Nasir, man, you've moved on very quickly. I had two sons for a reason. JD disappointment. J disappointment. That's what we call him in my family. <laughs> Juvenile delinquent. <laughs> you must forgive him. And it's I your do. job. It's my job. It's my job to forgive my son JD for getting voted out for be- for being an idiot for, being for playing dumb. the worst week of Survivor that anyone has ever played. <laughs> you know, he'll come back later and he'll have learned his lesson. They're actually forty two is actually going to be the exact same cast, but they're going to try a little harder. <laughs> They're like, what? Look, with COVID and everything, we couldn't get twenty or thirty-six people out here. Uh, so you guys are just going to do it again. I do think my favorite recurring Survivor thing is to have somebody on 
whose whole thing is like, I've watched every season of Survivor. Yeah. I know every move. I can't wait to get out there and play. And then they never learn from anyone's mistakes. Yeah. They always, they always, they fuck, always up. fuck up in the exact same stupid ways that everyone else does. Yeah, they rarely make it out of the pre-merge. It's great. Uh, Nasir wins second place for Luvu. Excuse me, Bluevu. Uh, Yasa then sends Liana and Shan to go on the journey together. Uh, what did you think of this journey with Shan and Liana? Oh, you know, they had kind of a nice moment together. I think for an episode that was brought out the worst in Shan in every other aspect, I think this was kind of a nice, uh, a nice contrast to that. I am very excited to see that. Like, they're so clearly going to make it far together. Like, that's what this was all setting up. Uh, I liked that Shan said, "No one gets to the end without trusting someone." That seems, you know. That seems like foreshadow. We're always keeping that out for Damn. shit like that. Well, I hope that no one trusts Shan, because Shan is the one of the least trustworthy players I've ever seen. Ricard trusts her. No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, I was so relieved that Ricard did not fall for her bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could, I could absolutely see them. I could see... He got, he, Ricard got half of the way to where he should have gone, because he should have tried to vote her out. Yeah. Uh, Liana and Shan exchange information on who has advantages and whatnot, and they cry together on top of this island. And Thomas, if that's not inspiring, you shouldn't be on Survivor. Okay. Uh, Shan also tells us that she went into foster care and eventually became the leader of a gang. That seemed like a really big jump and I was not prepared for it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere and then was dropped just as quickly yeah, it was like oh okay uh it was like we gotta move on from that my mom died uh they make an agreement to risk liana's vote and for shan to protect hers uh, and shan says in a talking head it's not about who you trust in this game it's who trusts you it's all about trust thomas this show it's all about trust yeah and shan has certainly earned that mm-hmm. she's never done anything to upset anyone why would they, why would she uh, over on Yasa, Liana gets her advantage, and it's the knowledge is power advantage. Well, uh, she could just take somebody's advantage, and they can't lie to her. What did you think of this advantage? I think that this, if she allies herself with Shan, this puts her in a very good spot, mm-hmm. because she can steal something from Shan and eventually discard her, which is what she'll need to do. Wow, I didn't even consider that. You want everybody to take out Shan. Yes, she's, okay, I was very excited about Shan after the first, like, week or two, because I thought she was playing, like, a very good, subtle, manipulative game, and then she just dropped that to play the most loud, manipulative game I've ever seen someone played, and there's been no consequences for it. I don't get it. Well, I mean, there's two people in her tribe now, I'd say that's a pretty big consequence. (laughs) Okay, but they've they've all, like, I don't understand how everyone else on the tribe has not been, like, okay... Like, we got to get her out now, otherwise she's going to come for us. And no one has. I don't think anyone's written her name down. I mean, I, th- I, I have to think she's just that charming. Like, But, like, you've seen how she's playing. Yeah, but, like, not me, though. She wouldn't, she wouldn't lie to me, you know? Yeah, I don't. We have such a great connection. Somebody is going to learn at some point. Who's it going to be? If not... If not, then these are the most incompetent Survivor players of all time. Yeah, now that JD's out, the greatest Survivor player of all time. You know, yeah. it's like how Boston Rob, he didn't win his first time or second time or third time even. He took four. Tr- yeah. He took him four tries. Uh, maybe JD just needs to come back. 
Yeah, I, man, JD, JD, JD got fooled like five times. Won't get fooled again. Shan. The Who. Uh, JD gives a, a really good uh, Jeff Probst impression, so he'll be on next season too. Oh, he could be on the impersonator season. Yeah. Uh, over on Uwa, our favorite tribe, Ricard thinks Shan is going to turn on him, but correct uh it's actually going to take out genie genie thinks ricard is playing too hard uh i would say that's also true but you know what if it what if it had just come down to genie and brad on this drive <laughs> what if they were the final two instead i would have been so on board with that that would so be great. way better than what we have right now uh shan returns from the journey and tells them what happened and she's honest about it uh and then all three of them say they need to pitch themselves to the others man this is what this is what it should be, you know? This is what survivors should be. Just like it comes down to it. It's only like you only have these options. Who do you like more, you know? Uh this was the point for Ricard to take out Shan. Shan was not using the extra vote. Wouldn't have expected it. This was the time to get it done. Yeah. Yep. Um I, we already talked about it a little bit, but Shan asked for JD's extra vote back, but uh, Ricard does not give it up. I was so relieved that he wouldn't do it. I loved every single time that she tried to do the manipulative shit that she was doing to JD, where she was like, don't you trust me? And he was just like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Like, like, this is what I told you to tell JD. <laughs> uh, yeah. Every time she would, and every time she would just be like, but it's different. it's different. You have to give it to me. And he would be like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, before we talk about how Ricard did not vote out Shan, we do have to talk about these wildlife shots. We got snake. We got fish. We got iguana. We also got the eastern great egret. Have we talked about this bird? You hear about this? I don't think so. I, I have not heard or seen this. Uh, you have seen this because it was a wildlife shot on this week's episode of oh, Survivor yeah, 41. Uh, this was called, this was first described as the pure white heron of India. Isn't that a cool name? I would prefer if it was the pure white heroine of India. That's, that sounds that's funny. tight. That's really funny. I love doing drugs. <laughs> you watch that Dune? Yeah. Because I care more about Dune drugs. Yeah. Um, they are... <laughs> 33 to 41 inches tall and weigh one and a half to two and a half pounds. That's a lot of heroin. Probably. probably. You are a drug guy. Is two and a half pounds of heroin a lot of heroin? Yeah, that's a that's that's a lot. That's like four drugs. Oh, shit. That's so many drugs. Uh, it has a yellow beak except in breeding season when the beak becomes black. It's black or red legs. Uh, it can be found throughout areas in the Indian and South Pacific Ocean. Uh, okay, so here's everything that it eats. Uh, it eats fish, frogs, small reptiles, small birds, rodents, insects, crustaceans, and mollusks. And while hunting, it will stand in shallow water and wait until their prey is beneath them, and then they will spear their prey. Pretty cool. Yeah, put them on the Uwa tribe, all these spears. You know? I love, I love, uh, I love water birds. Water birds. What about flying fish? I also love flying fish. What? What is your favorite animal? I know we Those talked about this already, jumping. but tell me again. What's your favorite animal? Oh, boy. Um, boys? No. <laughs> what is my favorite animal? I like sloths. Sloths are good. I thought you were going to say. I got to say, I know that they're becoming, it's becoming like a little, this is not like a unique answer, but capybaras are definitely up there. Oh, yeah. They're good. They're chill. They're kind of the genie of the animal kingdom. 
Definitely. They just they're just there to vibe. Yeah. Um I th- I thought you were going to say elephants. Oh, no, it's the it's the Valley Black Nose Sheep is my favorite animal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember when uh you were you were tweeting about them a lot. Uh good guys. Where are they uh living these days? Uh they have them in the Swiss Alps and they have some of them in Great Britain. Fucking Survivor the Great North, you know? That's what we need. Survivor 43. So we can get these fucking sheep on the wildlife shots. Thomas, this is what we got to do. Next off season, we got to find a movie or a TV show that features these sheep. So we can do a wildlife shot segment about them. Sounds good to me. Uh, these birds, they nest on tops of trees 60 feet in the air. And don't worry about these guys, because when it comes to the IUCN, these birds are the least concern. So, good stuff. It's always nice when they're not in danger. Yeah. It's always a real gamble. It's the first thing I check when I go to any animals Wikipedia page. It's like, how many of these guys are left? Oh, 800 in the whole world? Okay. Uh, man, that good bone season. That was rough. That was rough for wildlife shots, I'll tell you what. A lot of uh, endangered species there. Let's uh, talk about this tribal council. Do you want somebody who's loyal or someone who can make friends with anyone? That's what somebody says. Uh, I would like someone who is loyal. Uh, someone who can make friends with anyone is going to potentially uh, is. I guess maybe I'm on the wrong side of this because the, someone who can make friends with anyone. Honestly, genie's both though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Loyal to your friends, like Drake. Uh, no friends in the industry, though. He also said that. You know what they say about these hoes? <laughs> what do they say, Thomas? <laughs> uh, they ain't loyal. Ricard calls Shan his closer, his Kira Sedgwick, you might say. Jeannie says Shan is in the power position, which really seems obvious. She has been since the beginning of the season. How do you like them spending like the entire tribal council, like Ricard and Shan just being like, I'm a really good strategic player. I'm like really yeah, good. Yeah. I'm like a really good strategic so player. He, I'm he, one of the best strategic players there's ever been on the show. I'm the best strategic player since JD. Uh, the, this is the big debate this season. Is Shan's winner edit a true winner's edit or is it a decoy? I think it edit? is fake. You th- I think it's wow. fake. Wow. Okay. I don't think she's got the juice. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think she's got it. We'll see. Uh, Jeff says that there's no consequence if someone is voted out yet because it's not the merge yet. What did you, what did you think of What that? does that mean? Is this, oh, they're not going to be on the jury, so you don't have to worry about them. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess, Jeff, but that seems harsh. Uh, and then... Yeah, Jeff, Jeff uh, pulling out the full, like, they're not... They're not supposed to be here. They're not people. <laughs> no one should be sad at all. Uh, yeah. The uh, Jeff then taps his arm like he's doing heroin to illustrate blood pressure. Yes, what's the blood pressure? And then taps is the inside of his arm, like he's just been doing. He's been doing some of the uh, the pure the, white heroin of India. That pure white heroin. Yeah. Is there? I don't think there's ever been a season of Survivor in India. No, I don't think so either. Well, there should be, Jeff. Or the 20 other Jeffs? Uh, there might have been an Indian version of... Yeah, there's... Those are Jeffs in case uh, someone attempts to assassinate Jeff. Jeff should Jeff should do the impersonator season if someone is ever trying to kill him. That's a really good idea. Uh, so there was a Indian version of Survivor in 2012. Um, I don't know where it was shot, though. 
So there, there you go. Um, maybe we'll watch that one day. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, they vote. Jeannie gets voted out two to one. Very sad stuff. We did not like to see it, but... Nope. Bad. I'm sure you were thrilled. I was pretty happy about it. Uh, Thomas, last week you had 17 points. I had 14 points. Uh, I believe we said a 14-year-old would not hang out with a 17-year-old, and uh, then you yelled at me for doing math. So you got a point for Yasa's person, who is Evie, surviving. I got a point for my person, my son, Xander Hastings. He survived, so that's good. You got a point for Deshaun surviving on Blue Vu. I got a point for Erica surviving on Blue Vu. Both of our UWA people are gone now. You had JD Machini going to the merge. I had JD going to the merge. So neither of us got points for that. We both got a point for the reward winner, though. Yasa won. Blue Vu won. So we both got points for that. Blue Vu and Yasa won the immunity. So we both got points for that. But Thomas, you said Chan would be voted out. I thought that, you know what? That's on Ricard. <laughs> he had every opportunity to make it happen. Ricardo was your point. I said Genie Machini would be voted out, so it's actually twenty-one to nineteen now. Would a nineteen-year-old hang out with a twenty-one-year-old? Yeah, probably, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like college, you know. That it, in fact, it often happens. Yeah, sometimes a twenty-one-year-old don't tell the cops. We'll buy beer for a nineteen-year-old. And if you are a cop, you have to tell us. Write it in your <laughs> review. Five stars only, please. I am a cop. Oh, fuck. Okay, let's talk about what's happening next week. Who will win the reward? And remember, in the promo, they said, uh, oh, it looks like a merge, but not quite. So, actually, let's first, what do you think is going to be the not exactly merge? Man, if they were going to do the steak authority or the pizza authority, now would be the time, Ugh, wouldn't it? Right. Do you have a prediction of what this not quite merge will be? Do you mean, like, what the reward will be, or what? No. Jeff said, we're not quite merging. What do you think the... I think that they're going to do the one world thing where they all are on the same beach. Okay. I think that's a good guess. I think they're going to send the remaining UA members over to Hiasa. So it's six on six. Okay. What will the reward winner be? Which tribe will win the reward? I will say that Blue Vu will win it. Mm, I'll say Yasa wins then. Uh, switching them from last week, it appears. That's fun. What will the reward be? I'm going to say uh, pizza because I want a double dip <laughs> on any potential, uh, any potential rewards I could get. What do you mean when you say you want to double dip on any potential reward? I, pizza? If I correctly predict that it is pizza, I will get a point for that. And if it is Pizza Hut, I will get a point for oh, that. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. Uh, of course. I'm going to say chicken strips. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, what tribe is going to win immunity? I'm also going to say Luvu. Okay. I'll, I'll say yeah. So then. Whatever. What if, what if there was no tribe swap or like joining of tribes or anything and Uwa just had to go on winning every challenge. That would be that would be really funny. <laughs> it's like, oh this is all we needed was just to be us two. Uh who's getting voted out? I'm gonna say that Ricard gets voted out. Fuck. That's a really good guess. Uh I'll say Sham then. Okay. What if, you know? 
That'd be fucking crazy. Uh, you already mentioned you got Pizza Hut coming around. I've got the Outback Steakhouse coming around. Nobody's eating good better than Outback Steakhouse. That's their slogan. Okay, Thomas, it's finally here. I have to ask you a follow-up question to something I mentioned earlier. Did you watch the challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies last night? I, see you I did not. Been trying to get you into how this are you, show. How are you surprised so by fucking this? Long. Double Agents was good, and then th- this one kind of. It took was, a dip but and... this one overlapped with Survivor. I don't watch two shows per week. Yeah. If it was the off season, it would be one thing. Well, did you watch The Office and Parks and Rec when they were both on at the same time? I bet you did. I think I didn't watch Parks and Rec because. Well, I think what happened was when Parks and Rec was kind of rough to start, I didn't really watch it, and I watched The Office, and then by the time that Parks and Rec had gotten better, The Office had gotten worse, and I stopped mm. watching that. Only time for one show. One show, Tom. That's what they call you. Uh, that's, that's me. It's show, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they had to jump around on a big ceiling fan-looking contraption over some water and then grab a plug from the last platform and then fall into the water. Pretty good shit, you know? Uh, that was the challenge that the Ruby team would have won, but Kyle jumped onto the platform that the plugs were hanging from, which you weren't supposed to do, so he got disqualified, and the Emerald Cell won their second challenge in a row. Can you believe that? That's a real bummer. Uh, Ed got sent into elimination and called out elimination uh, to Kyle. Ooh. Ed got sent into elimination and Ed get called out Kyle into the elimination. That was better that time. Yeah, you got it. Thank you. Took you a minute, but you got there. Thank you. Uh, the elimination was uh, Paul Russell. Do you know anything about Kyle and Paul Russell? Is he good at He's it? He's very good at it. He's beaten CT in Paul Russell. So. That's true. I do remember that. Didn't he do that on Spies, Lies, and Allies? That's this current season. Didn't he do that on Double Agents? I don't remember. Thomas, I don't have any memory. Okay. I'm just going to say that he did. Yeah, that sounds right. He did it at some point. He, I think it was War of the Worlds, one of them, actually. Okay. Uh, it was two-on-one or something along those lines. Whatever. You know, don't ask me to remember anything. If you want to hear me remember things, that's going to be $200,000 a month on our Patreon. Yeah. We're creating a new tier. <laughs> for Jake to describe what he ate for breakfast the previous day. It's probably going to be egg, sausage, and toast. It's every morning. Unless it's a fun morning, then we have pancakes with chocolate Every morning, chips. that's that's what we call a Sugar Ray breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle won, and then he took Nelson's spot on the Sapphire Cell, which puts Nelson in the same cell as his best friend, Corey, over on Ruby. Pretty good shit, you know? So if you want to see Corey and Nelson be on a team together, we've been asking for it since they were on the show, and they became best friends challenge next week 500 episodes did you know i didn't but that's uh certainly something uh also this week you know what was announced what's that the challenge all stars 2 i just dm'd you the preview and i would like to, you to watch it right now Ooh, how exciting yeah Oh, damn, they're jumping on trucks. Yeah, that's the shit they do on the challenge now. You would know that if you watched it. There's Nelson. You were just talking about him. Nelson is in the preview? Thought so. 
There's there's uh, Darrell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is this why you made me watch it? Uh-huh. <laughs> so if you can't hear, they're doing a slow down. This is a new version low. of All Star. Which I thought it couldn't get worse than the the slow uh, I want to be sedated <laughs> they did in the Cure for Wellness trailer, but this is worse. It's so funny. I laughed so hard when they played it. Like we played All Star as a joke because wouldn't it be stupid if somebody actually did this? Uh, but then they actually did it. And Thomas's we all know Thomas's favorite thing is slowed down it versions. I love when you do the slow the slow <laughs> cover of a pop song. That you've heard a million times. It's fun. It's cool. It's emotive. It makes it look so epic and serious. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. Uh, you don't have to keep watching that, Thomas. I just wanted to get your reaction from that song. <laughs> yeah, that certainly was a choice that they made. Uh, if people wanted to DM you or send you things on Twitter, where would they do that? What's your Twitter handle, Thomas? Do not DM me. You can follow me at Tom.com. <laughs> if anyone DMs me that listens to the show, I will turn off my DMs. Good. That is a promise. Well, I listen to the show and I DM you every week, so um, we're going to have to figure something out about that. You can follow us on Twitter at DYWSLN or on Instagram at The Only Survivor Podcast. And you might be saying, oh, why do you have two different handles? Because the show goes through phases and we call it different things at different points. But right now it's The Only Survivor Podcast. So you can do that on Instagram.com. On Twitter.com, it's DYWSLN. That's the initials of the show. Am I going too fast? Maybe. Uh, we have a few shows on Patreon also. You can find them at patreon.com slash justpodcasts. What's your favorite show that we've got on Patreon, Thomas? We've got like, so many now. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Just Joey guy. I mean, it's classic. Uh, how much would people have to pay for Just Joey? Uh, for the low, low price of $10,000 a month. Easy. Uh, we will, we will watch Joey. That's how much a Peacock subscription costs. So it's, we're not even making any money off of it. That's just, you know, to keep the lights hey, on. That's just Joey, you know? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> uh, my favorite show is probably our new show, uh, which is called Just Arithmetic, where, uh, Thomas asks me to do math. Uh, and that's only $160,000 a month. Yeah. It's a bargain. And you get all of our other shows with that also. Um, so I did say, I did listen back to the show last week and you said, oh, it's only $40,000 a week. And then I tried to say, uh, oh, that's 16000 a month. Yeah. No, stop. And You're it, doing it again. You said, don't do the math. You have to pay all the money for that. Uh, I did actually do the math wrong on that. Oh, perfect. So right. if you want to hear me do math right. Maybe check out Just Arithmetic. No guarantee. No, don't, prom- don't promise no that. Guarantee we're, only right. promising, we're only promising that, that Jake will do math. No, no, Thomas. We are promising that you will ask me to do math. Oh, yeah. You might not even agree to do it. I might say, no, I don't feel like it this week. <laughs> Too hard. <laughs> yeah. If you want me to, to sort of remember a bad play I went to this weekend, I can do that. Yeah, it's just going to be like a two-minute episode of you just being, I don't know, man, I'm kind of tired this week. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. It's a good show. And the opening opening thing is uh, the, uh, whatever that one Los Campesinos song, it's like, please don't tell me to do the math. Oh, yeah. And uh, then the closing one would be... uh, Probably the the Sam Cooke classic, What a Wonderful World. 
Naturally. Jake also does not know much about science book. <laughs> so you can uh, go to justpodcasts.com. Nope, that's not what it is. It's whatever I said earlier. Uh, you, let's thank the fans here right now. You're all five-star fans, and we love you for that. So thank you yes. for listening. Fans, thank you. Couldn't do it without you. Um, we uh, let's If you're on listening on Apple Podcasts, we can review Boilerplate. What is it, Thomas? Uh, well, you see, uh, Boilerplate... Uh, sorry, I'm having a stroke. Mm, you sounded like me over there. We were thinking about too much. We were thinking about math too much, Ooh, both of us. Tough stuff. Um... A boilerplate, uh, <laughs> that term means that it's something that is, uh, you know, just like standard response, like a, like a default one. Yeah. That's what you were asking me, right? That's what, Not what ours is. That's what I was asking, yeah. Anyway, ours is, uh, this is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. And it's five stars, and all of our reviews are five out of five stars on Apple Podcasts, so thank you for that. Um, but what if more? You know, get your friends involved. Have them subscribe. It's a good show. It's a fun show. We did Gabon already, so it's probably going to be downhill in terms of fun from here on out. But tell your friends that every Christmas we celebrate Christmas, and don't explain further than that. They'll just have to tune in to find out. Um, other than that, you know, it's raining over here in Chicago. How's it over there in, in, in Grand Rapids? It was raining and it's not anymore. <laughs> Fucking love that shit. Um, it's fall now. It's all rain all the time. I miss summer. So I do want to say, Thomas, I wish you and yours have a great summer. Deuces. That's fucking weird. That's a weird way to say it. Don't I offend? Don't wish mine a great summer. No, only okay? you. Have a great only summer. Only me. Yeah. You leave them out of it. Not theirs. I'm like every. I'm like every wrestling. I'm like every face in a dumb wrestling feud where like someone mentions my kids. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fight Not you. my kids. You mention my fam. Don't mention my family. I take nothing more seriously than my family. Who cares? Your family fucking sucks. That's what I have to say to you, professional wrestler.
smarten up probes. <laughs>